What's up, everybody? It's Chris Edmond. We are live on a Saturday night. Very special show planned for you. Had a little uh, technical goof on Thursday with our virtual happy hour. You just saw some highlights from the first couple weeks. Um, but very excited to bring uh, Daniel Womack back from uh, Future Birds. He's live in Georgia tonight. And look, there he is. He's got a new album out. It's called Teamwork. You guys can check that out yeah. anywhere. What's up, Daniel? How are you, man? Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for having me back. I, I've been... got everything worked out this time. I know. I'm excited. We got all these uh, all these people. We're excited to see you. And then this time uh, it works out, man. You've been busy, so I super appreciate you uh, making some time to come on here, play some songs, and uh, we'll mess with the crowd. We'll tell some stories. I think we're going to have yeah. a good time, man. Yeah. How is Georgia living right now? You hanging in there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's kind of much the same everywhere, probably. It's it's getting hotter down here. I'm in Savannah, so but I haven't really left my house in a couple of weeks. I went to the I went to Walmart today for the first time, and it was weird. What's the you situation? Know, all the lines like? were set up weird. I mean, I haven't seen anything in action until today. It was the first time I've gone out since things have been crazy. They had weird lines set up and just um, you know weird sections that you can't go and stuff like that. Do you, are there so a I'm lot just of... gonna stay home from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. Are there a lot of Future Bird fans at uh, at Walmart in uh, Savannah, Georgia? I wasn't there long enough to find out. <laughs> hopefully there are, though. I, do t I, I hope I, so. I'm pretty good about tagging all the parking lots around town, so hopefully they've at least seen some Future Bird stickers around here. <laughs> they have. Yeah, guys. Um, so, again, Walmart from Future Birds. Uh, they were just featured in Rolling Stone a couple months ago. The new album's highly praised. Very much recommend you check it out. It's called Teamwork. There you go. You can see that everywhere as far as uh the discography goes you guys also did like a little mini doc about uh, being on the road for 10 years recently uh the new album itself and we're going to get into some songs so here's how this is going to go too guys he's going to play i don't know 70 80 songs we're going to make this a four-hour stream it's going to be a big one and you're sipping on the beach drink let's let's explain that I, by the way do we want to uh, do uh, this? this oh you're just talking about my little free drink yeah, oh, yeah like, cheers let's get cheers. a little cheers going Cheers. All right. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Not planned. That was spontaneous, guys. And cheers, everybody out there. Cheers, everybody <laughs> tuning in. Yeah, appreciate you sharing and uh, and checking this out. This is going to be fun. What's up with the beach drink, man? Well, you know, I just decided to, um, I'm doing a 90s pop country set tonight on stage. And there's something about 90s pop country during the summertime that just makes me crave being on the beach with a fruity drink. And so I'm close to the beach, but I can't really get on it. So this is the closest thing, you know, this is the closest thing to that. So it's like a little vacation. But, uh, night. Actually, I, I need to, I need to, actually the beaches in Georgia are now open as so, of yesterday. Let's talk about that. I don't know why. Let's, I've, I've been side, to the beach. Is, <laughs> I've been to the beach. Just in Savannah. a side note. They're actually not closed. I don't what? know why. That was a, anyway. so they were closed and then they reopened? The beaches as of last night are reopened. It's a big kind of controversy. Uh, our governor, like, you know, they, they said it was okay. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know. I'm not going there. I'm going to stay off the beach for right now, but you know. We need you back on tour. So I don't, uh, I don't want you catching that stuff, man. That's actually crazy. I'm going to try to stay healthy. For tour Missouri for sure. just made it official for statewide because I guess rural areas weren't really, uh, <laughs> we're in the city of St. Louis. You've toured here before. Um, yeah. You, I guess he said the rural areas weren't really minding their manners quite as much. Um, and right. he made it like a statewide thing, which we've been doing in the city of St. Louis for a while. This is all very confusing, isn't it? I mean, normally you would be on it tour is. right now too, right? We would be, actually, you know what? We would be done with our tour right now. We would just be getting off the tour. But uh, it was it was night two of our tour when the quarantine and everything really got serious. So we had to, we had to stop it like two days in, but it was going to be like three and a half weeks and we were going to be back just a couple of days ago. We would have been back. Had everything gone the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Where was your final show? Um, Grand Junction, Colorado. We were going to hit Denver, and then we were going to hit a couple spots around Colorado, and then Grand Junction, I think we were going to hit it on the way out and then just head back east after that. So, Well, that was the initial plan anyway. You know? So in regards to uh, – we're all in the same kind of boat here, right? We don't know whenever – like people are saying June. I'm looking at June. I'm going, uh-uh. I mean, maybe in Georgia on the beach, but I'm not thinking that shows are going to be happening then, which means there's going to be a scramble, and there's such a trickle-down effect to that because the the stadium bands are going to need shows. The arena bands are going to need shows. The Every level of band is going to be trying to pack in, I bet, September. 
maybe maybe july right. if we're lucky right i mean do yeah. you do you just let your people deal with that you have management that's going to take care i bet you're i bet you're involved though totally yeah no we i totally am involved since you know that's you know one thing about being an independent band is we're you know hands on the all the most of the decision making so what we're talking about right now is doing we're trying to book a tour backyard party tour that was going to be maybe in uh late june and july but we're just uh worried to book it just because we don't know what's going to be in the next week or two things could be totally different and just it could be gone until august or something we don't want to book another tour and then have to push it back and push another one back you know yeah so, that's that's the whole problem with it isn't it it's, it's just kind of like a just wait around to see we're just kind of just waiting to see kind of how it plays out right now you know i mean there's really not a protocol for it it's weird <laughs> it's it's very strange and it's it's hurting it it's hurting every industry i guess you could say but tell you what guys so we've got walbeck from future birds again check out the new album teamwork he's got t-shirts available from one of my favorite songs he's got lyrics uh available on the t-shirt uh where can people find t-shirts uh that you're pushing right now for the new album um or, it's actually it's from the it. it's from the older album excuse me it is actually uh we made a lyric tee to, um we released it yesterday and it's actually from a, a from a song that we released on our album hotel parties it's called rodeo but we thought it was relevant right now with the quarantine you know because there's a line that says god damn i miss my friend excuse my language i don't know if i can say that hey this is late but, night uh, we're, we're we're kicking it man we got you had a you had a beach drink i'm having a cold one we're, we're yeah okay, we're, good. we're yeah. relaxing well people go buy the shirt follow future birds on instagram facebook all that we're gonna be hanging out if you're in the comments let us know your favorite future bird song let us know uh, that you're having fun be sure to share this invite your friends in on this he's a busy dude and we certainly appreciate walmick joining on this so if you can support in any way he just helped raise over fifty thousand dollars at a show that's going to replay tonight right that's right yeah it's called together for texas and it's uh um uh over 40 local restaurants around waco texas and uh there are a dozen different um bands future birds included in that and we were kind of a part of this digital stream virtual stream that was uh it's called together for texas put on by sendero which is the, a hat company they're awesome dudes and uh they put it on and just it was just for a good cause you know and they're gonna rerun it tonight right after this at eight o'clock eastern standard time it's gonna air uh over at sendero so. Who, are some, who are some of the other artists on that show? Um, the guys from Houndmouth. Um, let me see. I should I should know more honestly right now. Uh, uh, people can go check out your Instagram page. It's got all yeah. the info, and it's such a great cause. And man, it's that is. I'm just trying to find the positives anywhere we can during all this stuff, man. And I think totally. that performers being able to spread a little joy virtually is definitely one of those ways to do it. So, if you yeah, so it's Philip Phillips, Houndmouth, David Ramirez, Night Traveler, Shane Smith and the Saints, Thomas Sorba, and Chase Bryant. And very me. cool, so, very cool. Well, yeah, yeah check that yeah. out, guys. That's going to replay. Um, I'm a fan. Uh, I dig several of your songs. I would love to. You want to kick something off? Give the people what they've been waiting for. Hit, hit them with a the song. Yeah, man. What Let's you got for us, brother? Um. Well, you know, I guess since teamwork is the talk of the hour, I'll do one off of that to be to begin with. And this one is called Trippin'. It is about um, so good. It's about an anti-hero couple that minds their own business and in doing so makes the world a better place. <laughs> we'll talk more after just, the uh, after the song. Guys, enjoy Trippin' with Walmart from Future Birds. This was Trippin', guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. 
to say we don't know shit. We chose to have fun with it. We'd be laughing like the devil on a rainy summer Sunday with the decent people shaking their heads. Didn't want to change the world. We could barely change the sheets of our bed. Tripping off the new album, Teamwork. Womack, man, you're, you're coming in strong, buddy. Who's the couple? Thanks, man. Who's that couple that that song's about? Uh, you know, um, it's probably uh based off of um my own girlfriend experience. You know, me, my lady, and myself. We like to think we keep to ourselves. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to make I wanted to make it. Uh, you know, I, what I'm trying to do is just. You know, you can apply it to whatever situation you want, you know. I mean, it's a little bit about, honestly, it's a little bit about intuition and kind of, um, for the longest time, I feel like I second-guessed kind of instincts, you know. Right. And so it's kind of like like tripping all over myself. That's kind of what that what I'm talking about. It's like, and once you kind of release that and kind of like let stuff go, it's uh, things are easier. They make more sense when it's like kind of like don't try so hard almost as well, you know. I love so there's, that a lot, there's a lot going on in there. There's there is. The, the self-depreciation is one of my favorite parts, too. The uh, mentioning of the, the decent folks. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I, grew up, I grew up in a small town, and, uh, and it's definitely like there is that feeling of that. It's like, eh, we're just kind of shitheads just working through it, aren't we? <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, that, that's kind of like the idea behind that line. I was just thinking, you know, people are busy, worried about other people. If they were busy, if they would focus, if they would shift their perspective on whatever makes themselves happy truly, then I think the world would be a better place if everyone focused on what they truly loved and what made them happy. In the case of this couple, it's each other's happiness. So they just focused on the, on themselves. And so they didn't mingle and worry about judging other people. And so, and if the whole world was focused on what they love, naturally the world would be a better place. <laughs> That's very well spoken. I, I just want to follow up on Thanks. that. A thought. Um, how strange is it? I'm sure you have heroes from the 60s and 70s songwriters that, you know, there wasn't quite as many distractions. You could write a very similar, um, I guess, correlation, love song, whatever, understanding song about somebody getting mad about Facebook pictures getting liked. <laughs> you sure. can think of it. And back in the 60s and 70s, it would have been just actual jealousy rather than kind of faux jealousy that we deal with on a daily basis now, right? Right, sure. sure. <laughs> it's right. a weird world, man. It is. <laughs> uh, you're Spring's talking about, about love and, and songwriting and everything else. So I mentioned it at the top of the show, um, and I'm sure you've been mentioned a few times, but um, being a musician, being who you are, and then following the people that you followed – what did it mean to get that big feature recently in Rolling Stone? And I mean, again, Man. does that does that hold something? You seem like a guy that might 
hold some special uh, feelings for. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, come on. Every band wants to be in the Rolling Stone one day, you know? It's, right. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a dream come true. It really was. I mean, it was uh, It was cool. I mean, we kind of been mentioned. We've had kind of nods before, but that was a, a, a legit feature. And so uh, we were really proud of it, you know? And I mean, we've, dang, we've been in the band 11 years now. And I feel like, you know, that was like, man, we could have used that article a decade ago. I felt like we worked, we've been working so hard. I just felt like we earned it and everything was falling into place. And we're just super stoked and grateful to, to, to have that happen. Yeah. I mean, it, co- it, it comes across in the music too, man. You guys always have a good time with it. Um, at what point in this, uh, in this journey that you've been on, did uh, friends, relatives, kids from high school start taking it serious? Man, I love that question because for me, it was a long time, man. <laughs> I'm from a small town, so for 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 the longest time, man. Uh, I mean, I'm talking years. We would go to shows, and everyone would kind of like know, uh, like the other people in my band, Carter and Thomas. They're from Atlanta. They've got a lot of friends, you know, naturally all over the place. So uh, in the earlier days, anyway. So forever, I was just like, I didn't have any anybody to, to anybody in my home team any of my familiar people family or anything they would not they were not at the shows for the longest time and so honestly it's probably not even until the last two years or three years that people from my hometown really start kind of paying attention re- re- the past year especially with teamwork it's it's kind of taken on a whole kind of level you know but absolutely for me personally it, it was a while man it really was <laughs> for sure. i think i think that's just so relatable too and i mean if it's whether it's you're in a band and you're like, no, 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 we did we did Bonnaroo like five years ago. No, Bonnaroo. And then Bonnaroo, yeah. it's like, shut up. You get a real job. <laughs> That's what I feel right, like. Yeah. You're kind of combating all the time. Like you'll see somebody, I talked to a lot of comics and I've talked to plenty of musicians and they're on Letterman or, the, or not Letterman. They're on a, a late night show. And then two nights later, you have an off night on a Tuesday in Wichita and there's right. 20 people at your show and you look like a loser or you feel like a loser. I'm sure you still play just as hard, but it's, it's a weird perspective thing that artists deal with, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, man, definitely. Dude. You, you play, you play like we go from playing hometown show and Athens Georgia theater. They're all going to be like that from now on, man. Like that one <laughs> was awesome. And yeah, we've been, we've learned that lesson the hard way many times <laughs> you, you certainly have uh whatever you got things kicked off um i have a guess but um and it doesn't you don't have to say the rolling stones or anything like that or uh, the beatles but who who was your immediate influence like who did you feel like you would be right behind who were you wanting to open for and what path did they carve out so you have a band in mind you guys future birds are getting things going did you have a specific band that you were like, Hey, I think I could, they're really good. I could, I could follow them. Um, like the, when we were first, are you, do you mean like a current band when we were first? Yeah. 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 You don't have to go into yeah, the, yeah, into the... yeah, for sure. For sure. There, there are, there are a couple that were big influences on us in the early days. And, uh, right off the bat, I would be lying if I didn't say my morning jacket Obviously, for the, from the time, you know, sure. um, it was 2009 and we, it was like, we had just discovered Okanoko's, you know, and I was like, what's this band, my morning jacket, okay? Like, it was just in Athens, but I missed them. But now I, like, am into them, you know? And, like, and uh, I remember every house we went into of our circle of friends, there was always, like, Okanoko's was on the, t- the TV. It was just, like, thing. And then we went to New York and saw them at Radio City Music Hall, and I was just, like, I remember being up there and just being on Weird Psychedelics and being, like, something's changing right now in me <laughs> like this is uh <laughs> something happened i'm seeing different colors i'm seeing new colors for the first time and uh so i would say mama and jack was a big influence to begin with you know it was just something about it um and we were careful to begin with with how we presented ourselves because we didn't want to get pigeonholed you know right but not that, I mean, that's not the only reason we did it. it was band of horses i mean it was uh all that stuff that was happening around the late 2000s was just rad you know and so all that reverb even the elephant six crowd out of uh athens was a big influence on us you know olivia trimmer control and apples and stereo i mean neutral milk hotel all that kind of stuff too you know just i love hearing that i love the acknowledgement of that man like it's so it's i don't i i don't know why anybody would or why i'm even thinking of this but just the lack of ego in that where you're just like of course those are great bands and of course there's notes of that that you can hear i think that's a great those are great nods to those uh, very talented bands too yeah 
Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's like, I mean, we started that. It's, we've been doing it so long. It's just, uh, and the, the dynamic has changed so many times too. So, I mean, it's like, it, we started, we released our first EP and we're like, man, like we, we're going to keep doing this, you know, it's like, and just the, 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 the way that you go about doing it, it just shifts so much, you know, and, it uh, does too. It especially is. with the, especially with the music industry shifting the way that it's been shifting the past five and 10 years anyway. So You're, it's just been, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> that's man you're setting me up perfect i've got questions about the industry do you want to play another song and then we'll jump more into uh, record label stuff management what new artists should do what your experience has been you've been through the ringer man i'm gonna we're, we're tapping we into been, some knowledge you know, it's tonight. like we almost we we arose one day and we we're like man we've really been through some shit like all the all the regular band cliche stuff like yeah we've done it <laughs> we slept on floors <laughs> puked off the stage not remembered shit all that all that stuff you know we've done been there done that <laughs> and you've made it we've through i think we've learned a thing or two hopefully you, know? you have and look at you now you're here on the live stream and we are live wow it, dreams come up, true blast dreams come true later, you know? <laughs> that's amazing oh wait hang on we need i know you're out maybe we do another Let's see if we can. Hey, you know what? Yeah, let's give me. Let me get one more versatile shirt. Right let's here. get more. Yeah, I'll I'll tell some people about uh, some fun things we have going on. We saw a highlight at the beginning don't, of the show. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> not, not going anywhere. We got Womack from Future Birds on. Um, real quick, I'm gonna check out. Uh, I'm gonna check out some comments, guys. <laughs> He's getting a refill. Right back. I'm not going far. Uh, Matt. And, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I went ahead and made another one. <laughs> This is uh before the set. I was like, you know what? This thing's about an hour long. That's uh I'm probably gonna need another one before too long. So anyway. That's good stage timing. Hey, Matt, our producer, Matt McElrath, busting his tail. He made that uh that stream stream king, uh Tiger King ripoff poster. So shout out to Matt for doing that. Matt, you killed it, man. That was great. We laughed so hard at that. <laughs> Thank I you. I appreciate it. it. It was so good. <laughs> we'll t we can talk Tiger King, too. Drop us your favorite Tiger King quote in the comments. Matt, do we have any comments we need to get to? I like acknowledging the folks for uh, tuning in on these things. We do. I think uh, we got to shout out Tammy Gow over on YouTube. She says, hashtag, hashtag bird fam. Womack, hashtag ready with a cutesy face. Can I get All it? All right. Hey, Tammy, fam. what's up? <laughs> and then uh, shout out to Matthew, John, and... Lisa Turgeon and Bill Beck, they're all having a good time in the uh, stuff, just saying they love that couple and just little little tidbits adding into the conversations you've been doing. Look right. What's up, Lisa? Thanks for tuning in, y'all. <laughs> having a good time. What's our next song? Um I think I'll do uh I think I'll do Killing Ground. It's Great, another man. one off the teamwork. Let's get let's do one more cheers real quick. Right here, okay. so I've got it all full now. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, y'all. <laughs> All right. Ready to rock, ma'am. I'd also like to shout out that sweet Coors hat. Yeah, that Coors hat's a, that's a, that's yeah, a popular piece. Yeah, someone gave piece. me this in, uh, I was in the Beard family in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Thank y'all if you're watching. I've been wearing this thing pretty much since they gave it to me. <laughs> Perfect. All right, y'all, this one's called Killing Ground. Thanks again for listening. Here we go.
Man. This is fantastic. Everybody Thanks, in the everybody. comments having a good time. Guys, don't be afraid to hit share. Uh, <laughs> we got a few people uh, letting us know. They've seen Tiger King as well. Vanessa is quoting it. We got our buddy Buzz saying, she'll never get a million dollars out of me. I don't own anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, not, have you watched Tiger King yet, man? You know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I've already seen it twice all the way through. <laughs> I mean, come on, we got a lot of time in quarantine. Right? In quarantine, I'm like, I'm just gonna just kind of just let it run, you know. <laughs> I think I think we have to. What crazy timing! A that story is just insane. But then this pandemic hits, and it just makes it even that much wilder for that many more right. eyeballs to get on it. I I'm telling you, man, so, the celebrities involved with that, everything to do with that. Is crazy. Obviously, you've got the Tiger King guy. Have you watched all the way through? I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, I just think they're all criminals. I guess I could say they all look pretty. They all look pretty rough. A lot of sketchy stuff going on in the in the Tiger world in Oklahoma <laughs> and South Carolina and Florida. I mean, <laughs> it's so it's so bizarre. Why did they even communicate? <laughs> it, it never even really. It never really even. Uh, elaborates on why he hates Carol Baskin so much. It doesn't really like, there's not really a one, I think it's just like beef just to like for fodder, maybe for his YouTube channel or something. And then it just got way out of hand. Then it got, it's like, dude, Vince McMahon does that too, but he doesn't actually look into doing things that uh, he got a, went to prison for me. Come on. If you're mm. going to do the theatrics, have at it. But man, oh man, I actually, I want to call this out. You've done some stuff. The dude in South Carolina who appeared to be the most, uh, I guess, business savvy of the group, uh, was it in Doc South Carolina? Ansel. Doc Ansel. <laughs> Can we talk about Doc telling the documentary what crew? Guy. What a strange <laughs> guy. It, of all the dumb, rude, weird things he did, including gassing tigers, it bothered me right. the most that he was telling the documentary crew where to, where to set up their shots. I was losing I, dude, it. I, I, yeah. I, I love how they kept all of it in too. Right. They're like, <laughs> oh sure, yeah, of course. We'll leave this. Hey, listen to this guy. Listen to this guy. Like tell us oh. how to run our show. Oh, you did a, you did Letterman twenty years ago. All right, so you'll run this production. All right, sure, Doc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that same thing. I was like, this is hilarious how they're keeping all of the shots of him like <laughs> directing them in the scene. And when, when he would clock in, when he would clock in on his what he deemed to be, and I'm sure it's effective his documentary or commentary voice oh that made me so happy oh stream king look out uh 
I'm t- have you guys have you guys dove in anything? I don't think anything else that crazy is going to come out for a long time. Just the the fascination with all the exotic animals, the potential murder, the disappearance, everything that tied together was just so crazy. And I I think about this and all the people that had contact with that guy. There's a tiger reserve an hour south of St. Louis. I'm like, Joe Exotic, I bet had to. There's only so many supply lines. Of, of right, tigers. right. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And it's oh. crazy how there are more tigers in captivity than there are in the wild. It's just thinking that this guy's got like 200 tigers. It's like, <laughs> right. It, wow. It, it, it's absurd too. And then the people that, uh, man, uh, we can keep breaking it down. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure more people are going to tell us about it in the comments. Hang on. Let's check a few of these. Did you hear Joe has COVID-19? No BS. That's from our friend Matt, who was uh, on the virtual happy hour for Barkeep the other day. And um, Melissa yes, heard about I it. I did too. hear that. I hate Apparently that. he's in like, he's in uh he's been isolated because he's, there's some people in his prison or something that's got, that's contracted it. And maybe he's showing symptoms. I'm not sure if he's showing symptoms or not, but I know that there's some outbreak happening around wherever he is. So. Do you, uh, do you know who probably Plot gave it? Dickens. <laughs> do you know who probably gave it to him? Who? That bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> I think she's solely responsible for that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Okay, so you're a Georgia guy. You're in Savannah now. You grew up in Athens, right? Uh, is uh, around, right? So you're you're a Georgia. Yeah, I, I grew up in Waynesboro, Georgia, but yeah, I did a lot of growing up in Athens. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> I went, we went. To, I went to school at UGA. We all went there, uh, 2005. But I was there until like 2015. So. That's- Beautiful. <laughs> that, 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 that city really just ropes you in, man. It's hard to get out of there. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to admit something to you too. I, uh, I went to school, went to Columbia, Missouri, which I'm sure you've played uh, a few gigs there, uh, yep. where, where Mizzou is. And, uh, yep. I, I just kind of stuck around and kept working for a while too, after never even working my way through college. play. And it was, it's, it is, it's never, never land. There's a ton of fun stuff to do. You end up keeping yep. in shape because there's a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of young people around all that stuff i've i fell right. victim to the college town as well I, i'm glad we could yeah. work that out right now it's uh, easy to do it's easy to do it definitely <laughs> is okay we were talking a little bit about uh, the business of music what you've dealt with as an independent artist if you look at it correct me if i'm wrong um studio albums are you at four or five teamwork was number four four number four, four f- number four uh full length record so okay we've gotcha. a handful of eps and some a live record so much work to get to that so yeah. each one of those did you did you have a different label each time um yeah kind of so for baba yaga which was our second full length release we shopped it around we're, we're you know not having any luck with that for, for many reasons. And we were like, all right, we're going to just start our own record label. So we did. And it's, we actually, that is when we started the record label that we released teamwork on was started during the Baba Yaga sessions. And, uh, right after we, we started, uh, we created VL4L records, fat possum records out of Mississippi called us. And they're like, you know what? On second thought, we'll help you. And we're like, well, we've already got, we had already gotten this big, uh, kind of, uh, we gotten a lot of money from these investors, that type of thing. So we're like, all right, we'll just, they were like, that's good. We'll just tie, tie that into the deal. And we're like, okay. So we joined with Fat Possum. So the first one was Autumn Tone. They released Hampton's Lullaby. Second one was VL4L and Fat Possum. The third one was um, record label that is not around anymore called Easy Sound out of California. And then the fourth one, we shopped it around for teamwork. We shopped it around and it was ready for like two years. And we were finally like, you know what, man, like we're doing it ourselves. We can do it. We believed in it. At that point, the industry had gotten the way it is now, you know? And I mean, yeah. we'd, we've, we were lucky enough to have built a lot of fans over the decade that still stick around. Very loyal fans. We're very grateful for them. And we were like, you know what? We're focusing on the wrong people. We need to focus on ourselves and having fun with our fans. And that's what we'd started doing. And once that shift of perspective happened, we started noticing a lot of things uh, working out in our favor after that. It was really a shift in perspective, for sure. That's that's huge, too. And it's almost like an awakening, I bet, because you do, you're told you have to do all these things a certain way. You got you to gotta rock out with a manager, do this, follow this, go to, you're going to end up giving, you know, 70%, 80% of the money that you make 
to the label, to everything else. And then you get, we won't even have to get into Spotify and streaming services and all that stuff, which is yep. a whole mess. But I think yep. there's, it's probably like an awakening, right? Whatever you do where you have done enough, you've gotten a little bit of major, I guess, major success. And then you can kind of blow the doors open. Then maybe you've just built up enough to sustain and then create momentum as you continue moving forward, because you do have that fan base. You are road worn and then mm -hmm. you've had the you've had some national notoriety too. So I think that's a unique place to be. I think a lot of people end up getting day jobs before that happens too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we lost a couple band members naturally. I mean, no hard feelings. Yeah. It was just like there was a couple points that we came to that was like clearly it's like either you're in this to either you're ready to grind it out or this isn't for you, you know. So. And it's no hard feelings either way because it's not for everybody you know it's like i mean that's kind of what hotel party's record was about it was like uh kind of us becoming adults and being like oh this is hard <laughs> there's some <laughs> grinding involved it's not gonna tough. like we didn't we, we're not just gonna blow up and become rock stars you know so no um, it doesn't happen do you and and we could i'm sure uh, obviously uh drive by truckers and isabel and uh and sturgill simpson um, Isabel and uh, Sturgill Simpson more so just because they hit a certain level. Do artists like that, and I could be wrong too with the story, but I've followed them for a while. Do artists like that and their massive success seemingly doing it mostly their own way, does that give you encouragement for how you want to do things? I mean, yeah, dude. That was right. when, when Sturgill had his uh, thing. What's the record with Turtles all the way down? The one that was like, you know, oh, no, Meta no, Sailor. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I was going to. Well, so he he got big there, but then he just blew it off, blew it off the out of the charts with his newest album, or not his newest album, right. with uh, Sailor. Yeah, yeah, right. So, because and like when when he was up for a Grammy, it was like writers of this record, and it was like Sturgill, and then you know <laughs> he was got like Beyonce, and it's like pages of writers. That was a big. That was a big. That was awesome for people like us. We right. I mean, He's a champion for people like us, you know. It's it's huge, and it's cool to see that moving forward. Let's uh, let's get a few comments, and then you down to do a couple more songs? You do one more song. We'll talk a little more. Do one more to close it out. Awesome. Absolutely, that sounds great. Awesome. What do you uh, what are you thinking there, Matt producer? We got some comments. Bill Beck would like to know: as awful as the streaming services are, pay wise, aren't they a necessary evil for when it comes to building the brand? Yeah, you know, and I can talk a lot about that because we we're on the front lines of this whole thing happening. So when we started, and what I mean, when we started the band, Spotify did not exist. And I remember about a decade ago, however long it was, we were in New York about to play on the side of the street in Manhattan for this little company that was uh, starting up called Spotify. And they were like, they were like, we were like, what exactly is it? And they were like, uh, it's, it's kind of like Facebook for music. And we were like, I just don't get it. And they kind of all looked at each other and they kind of chuckled and they were like, you'll, you'll hear about it, you know? And you know, here we are now. So, and I mean, in the shift in perspective that we had was, that was all a part of it as well, because we realized that you're not going to change the way that the industry and the world is moving. And if you got to make it work for you, you know? And so we're like, there, there's value in being, uh, being uh, having a, someone hear future birds in across the world and have access immediately to our entire catalog there's value in that and you can't deny it but the problem is is that in a new industry anytime there's some some sort of new market that evolves like the streaming industry there's a period there's a period of time there where we don't know how to how, how to deal with it so in the meantime the people like daniel eck and the people that invented all this are raking in the money and, uh, and there's a little bit of time that where data has to accrue before we can be like, oh, wow, the numbers should be going here, you know? And that's happening right now. And people like David Israelite, who is the president of the NNPA, the National Music Publishers Association, he's the one on the front lines for people like me who are, they're fighting the streaming royalty, fair royalty uh, battle right now. And the MMA was passed September, 2019. And that was gonna be a 44% increase in Royalties, biggest in history. Now Spotify, Google, and Amazon are fighting that to push it back because it was supposed to go into play January 1st, 2021. But now I think they're probably fighting it because it's going to be a hard fight for them because everyone knows now that songwriters are getting screwed royally. So it's going to be a hard fight for them. So my, what I think is they're just, they're just trying to delay the inevitable. You know, they're just pushing it back as far as they can probably. So, um, but it's so... 
we as a band value it as well because I mean, I myself, I use Spotify and I've discovered a lot of stuff on it. It's an amazing platform. It's so cool. They're just assholes. <laughs> I mean, we were in, we were in New York and the, the Spotify quarters headquarters in New York is like 14 floors in the dang World Trade Center. It's, you can see the Statue of Liberty from every one of them. And, uh, and they're arguing right now that they paid out more last year. That's kind of their their angle for uh, for um, going after the the MMA or whatever. So it's a tr- it's a tricky it's a tricky thing, you know. But I. It sucks because a band like us, we're not big enough to really play ball. I mean, sorry, we have to play ball. We can't really stand up and be like, oh, this is bullshit. We kind of have to play ball, you know, right now. I mean, but like I said, there's a lot of value in it, man. You Certainly know? is. And I mean, yeah. we've gotten a lot, a lot of people have discovered Future Birds thanks to Spotify, you know. Mm-hmm. It's you like, guys- I mean, and it just, it makes bands go to work more. It's like, luckily for a band like us, we like touring and, and adventuring. So that might be one of the main reasons we survived the whole era into the digital streaming age and i feel like after we survived all that that happened the past 10 years then dang it should be a lot easier from here on out you know absolutely we got a, a couple comments uh dave said i never heard of future birds before but i stumbled across wall while cruising facebook i dig it good work looked you up on facebook facebook will follow you and hope to see you in st louis after the virus crap's done dave seems like a plant but that was just the nicest thing for both of us anybody could have said I dave you're the that, man dave. thanks brother absolutely matt you got any comments we need uh, I have a question of my own. Just uh, oh, please! What kind of guitar are you playing there? As, uh, as this the is an old, is. this is a mid '60s Harmony OM, and uh, OM size. It's just an old Harmony. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure the model, but there's a guy in Athens, Georgia. His name is Scott Baxendale, and he kind of specializes in taking these old Sears guitars, the guitars that Sears used to sell back in the '60s. They're like airline guitars, Harmony, Silvertone. And uh, you can get these old guitars that are really old. I mean, well, the wood is aged is what I mean by that. And so they they sound better, and he restores them and turns them turns old guitars into new guitars. So this one was restored in October of 2017. It's got all kinds of fancy stuff done to it that makes it sound cool. It's kind of like a working man's guitar. You know, it's like if you can't afford a Martin, then you go to Baxendale and get a Harmony. <laughs> a Baxendale I think conversion. That- Hey, that's where we're at, man. That's a that's a good yeah. that's a good one for the for the tiger uh, the stream king show that we're running here tonight, man. So this has been fun. Yeah, good. We got this one. We'll chat a little more and we'll close it out. What do you got for us, brother? Um, so I'll do two more songs, right? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, if that's the case, then I guess I will do. I'll close out with like a banger. This one I'll do. I'll do rodeo. Okay, I didn't want to be weird about it. We've had such a good back and forth, but if I was going to request, I was going to, hey, bro, are you tired of playing rodeo? Okay. Did you say rodeo? <laughs> no, yeah, you said you were playing rodeo. I'm down, man. Yeah. Let's yeah, all right, cool. Well, then let's do it. This is the acoustic version of rodeo. It's a little different, but it's the same. Baby, come on, been through this before. We're digging up old bones, we run in circles. I'm not ashamed to say you got me wound up. That's of my heart, keep me open. We've turned our club into a rodeo. I'll be damned. Ain't gonna grab the bull by the horns. It may put me in an early grave. I would have it no other way. my friends 
Just chasing empty dreams and leave you helpless. Cause no one knows me like you anymore. Small for God, there's a dead eye. be damned I ain't gonna grab the bull by the horn so lay me down baby to an early day I would have it no other way Incredible. Wow. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Fantastic version, man. I love that. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Is that I really like playing the stripped down acoustic version. It's I was fun. gonna say it's it's got a lot going on on the uh, on the recorded version. Is it is it more enjoyable to do that? Just maybe it just feels like it well, you know, the, muscle. I love playing it. I love playing it with the full band too. But uh, since Carter and I, Carter and I in two thousand late two thousand sixteen, we kind of started doing these living room shows. Just whenever we were off the road, we would just do some living room shows, and they were a lot sure. of fun. And we kind of you know, kind of reworked a lot of these songs to kind of arrange them to be more suitable for acoustic and stuff. And a lot of them, I found out, I almost, I almost do like more just playing them simple and acoustic. And with the quarantine, for example, I've been doing these streams and I, I reached deep into the back catalog and songs that we just forgot about. And I've reworked them and rearranged them. And I'm just like having fun with them again. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> Another <laughs> silver lining of the quarantine. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers, man. We got uh, we got a bunch of people commenting. Everybody's really enjoying that. Got some new fans, so I'm, uh, nice. I'm happy Thanks, to hear that. You guys, be sure to go uh, support Future Birds. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, wherever else. Uh, April's letting us know the show's thebomb.com. She's not going to be missing another one. Uh, All yeah, right. See, we could do some of these, and then you build it up, and then uh, we sell out uh, the venue that you come play in St. Louis. So that's that's the that's what we do. That's how you guys continue to to show support to uh, Womack and uh, and his buddies and Future Birds. So real quick on Future Birds and how you guys formed. You said you guys were going to school. Is it a, was it a college friend band? Is that basically how you got started? Yeah, for the most part. Um, yeah, Carter and I met freshman year of college and um, for forever. We were partying together and stuff. And he was like, we're going to start a band. We're going to start a band. And I was like, all right, man. Awesome. And we came back from Christmas break one time and um he was like, all right, it's time to start a band. This has been going on for months. And I was like, okay, well, I got to let you know, I'm, I'm not that good at playing the guitar. Like, you keep saying this, and I'm, that's great. But he was like, that's why I want to start a band with you. <laughs> like, everyone I've been in the band with is too good. It's like, I want to start a band that's just like strumming an E chord. We're just going to scream. And I was like, well, you've come to the right guy. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so perfect. We, 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 started, we started a band called Angico that was awful, but so much fun. And um, I got a lot better than that band. And then Thomas, our other guitar player, and Carter were in a band called The Interns, and they got that band name because they were all interning at Chase Park Transductions, which is the studio in Athens where we recorded our first EP and a lot of our stuff. Everything on anything we've recorded, at least something has been recorded at Chase Park. So, and uh, so they were all had they had a band um, at Chase Park, and then we just kind of eventually formed we just kind of meshed them together it was one time we were actually this is why being a band in athens georgia is awesome because one of the first shows we were playing we were opening for dr dog at a place called tasty world and uh 
Thomas rehearsed with us that day. He had a he had a jammer, and he was just like sitting in rehearsal with us. And we were playing "Dirty D," which is an old song on our first EP, and he was doing the thing that he does at the beginning. And when we got done with that song, we were like, "Why, why don't you just play the set with us?" And he was like, "Bye." And he's been in the band since then. <laughs> so uh, that works yeah, out yeah, very well. Then, I love how it all comes full circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Athens is a great place. Everyone's very supportive there, and like bands, it affords that opportunity. Bands. Uh, intermingle and it's easy to get a gig there's so many bars that are you know i mean you can get a gig as a band like that we had all kinds of side projects that would just like throw together shows and have a blast you know <laughs> uh you mentioned Those are the days man that it's it's weird to think about now too especially whenever you say that like it's it's 2020 now i had to think i was like what year is it uh what day where am i <laughs> what's happening yeah right uh it you know, when you guys got started or, or I'm not sure when you graduated high school or whatever, but it doesn't like you kind of just blink and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was 15 years ago. That was 20 yeah. years ago. Like you get to yeah. those points, man. It happens quick, but it's great that uh, we have people like yourself to kind of document those feelings and times and put them in albums and bring them to people. So that's a that's a big part. I think we're seeing that and and we're going to see more of an appreciation for the arts and uh comedy music whatever it is because you see how quickly things get so boring and how difficult it is to be good too i've seen plenty of rough rough live streams recently <laughs> so oh yeah i think people could appreciate you guys more totally yeah yeah i think we know a lot of people we took we took a lot of things for granted i think that's another silver lining the quarantine is the shedding light on all that you know what i mean <laughs> it's like wow certainly is now you mentioned I'm this just and... being able to go to the store and not have to worry about anything <laughs> right you used to go hang out <laughs> hang out in front of walmart yeah. man like the good old days uh real quick i'm curious exactly. about this you mentioned uh some psychedelics at a my morning jacket show uh do you still partake in in mushrooms or anything like that i just think it's super interesting that now I'm 35 and we grew up with dare and we grew up with all these things. I don't even, I don't even really, I, I've never even done mushrooms or even a psychedelic period, but I just think it's so great that things are kind of coming around on that because eventually I'm it, the, all the, all the health benefits and everything. I just would feel silly if I didn't talk to you about that because you mentioned it. Maybe it was just a college thing that you did. Uh, do you find that that influences your art or just yeah. who you are as a person regularly still? Yeah. I wouldn't say that one particular like psychedelic trip would be uh, I just got a song out of that or something, sure. but it's more of like a life experience that, that kind of lends maybe uh, um, helps formulate that maybe. And that, I mean, after all, we're writing songs from our personal Now, a long time ago, I probably would have answered that differently. Sure. And that's just because, you know, as a kid, as a young kid, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, we, that's what that's what bands did. That's what rock and roll guys did. You know, they like <laughs> smoke weed and they write cool songs because of the weed. But yeah, you know, it's, it's less of that as you get older. It's like it's uh, it's more the timing is a, is a big part of all that, you know, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right. But, uh, it's the experience. And yeah, it's you know, not I'm, just... not, I'm not totally. Uh... Oh, we yeah. still got him. You still there, buddy? We had a little yeah. bit of a, a lag. Got a little bit of a lag, yep. Yeah. Am I back? Well, we can hear you, but it's uh, the image is frozen. We can figure this out real quick. Oh, there he is. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'll just remind everybody, Future Birds on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you're moving, shaking. Future Birds on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. If they're coming through town, whenever tours get back on again, be sure to support them. There's T-shirts for sale. Um, man. So much fun, and I always say, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to bug guests too much. But man, you get a good guest like yourself. We have this much fun, man. Anytime, let's uh, let's figure out some fun stuff to do. It'd be cool to do more. Yeah, we lost. Uh, man, you 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 you're breaking up right now. I can't I can't hear you. Sorry, brother. Oh, uh, that's all right. I just poured my heart out, Matt, and he didn't hear me. <laughs> That's I know. Terrible. I hate it. I, I think the world of the no, internet. I, I just, I'm saying, I just, I appreciate it. And this has been such a fun show and I'm getting mad at the stream. So let's get that last song in, man. What do you want to play to uh, close out? And then we can say goodbye. Yeah. One more song and then we're done. You're still kind of blanking out. Sorry. 
Yeah, let's knock another song out, and then uh, if you if if we're if the stream's still there, we'll chat right after the song and close it out. Cool. All right, we'll do it. Well, this will be my last song, I reckon, and this one is this one's off the teamwork as well. It's called "Wear It Out," y'all, and it goes like this. I missed my drummer. One, two, three, four, one. All right, there we go. I hope he's not watching. He'll be laughing. Baby, I ain't Banger! That was it. The sax solo was the best. Nice. I can hear some. I can hear y'all a little bit. I'm kind of frozen on the stream, and I don't know if y'all can hear me. Thank you, can. I'm glad. Good times with the internet during the uh, the COVID nineteen crisis, guys. Go out if you can hear us. Follow Future Birds on Instagram, Facebook, everything else. Uh, Walmack, what a great guest. I hope you can hear me, man. I had an absolute blast, and you picked all the best songs, man. <laughs> you really knew how to you knew how to soundtrack the show, man. 
I had a blast too, man. Thank y'all so much for having me on. Sorry it messed up there at the end. I'm, I'm kind of blanking out, but no I worries, had a blast, man. man. Thank y'all so much for having me. Absolutely. We'll do it again. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check us out. Support all the people that support us. Check out Future Birds. And uh, Womack, we'll do it again, man. Take care, buddy.